from Los Angeles, California. This is the Rider Strike Chronicles podcast, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Thursday, December 20th, 2007, day 45 of the Rider Strike, and I think day four of being sick. In today's episode is a continuation of Diversity Day at the picket lines in front of Paramount Studios. My guests today are writers Stacey McLean-Fields and B. Mark Seabrooks. In these interviews, we'll touch upon some issues relevant to people of color, including discrimination and segregation. We'll begin with Stacey McLean-Fields. My name is Stacey McLean Fields. I'm here on the strike lines in front of Paramount Studios right on Melrose and Windsor. Um, it's Wednesday the 12th. Uh, not that I'm a reporter or anything, but I feel that's, that's important. Um, today is actually Diversity Day, and we're here to support our union. There's a lot of people here that you know are working in the business, and we feel that we need a fair deal on what we're striking about, which is mostly new media as well as... Um, other things like DVD uh, residuals, which right now which is currently at four, four cents, and we're asking for eight cents. But you know, we're just here in support of our union. Okay, I think my audience, because I've been covering it daily, I think my audience has a pretty good feel of what the issues are. Got it. Now I want to know why. Why Diversity Day? Is there an issue here? There is no issue. We're just, you know, it's just a different day. We just mix it up a little bit. Then we're not separate from the union. We're all writers. And we're not quote-unquote black writers. We're all writers. And you can see it's a good mix of people here. Even though it's Diversity Day, we just wanted to do something different. And we may do this again in another two weeks or so. Who knows? In your experience, does discrimination exist on the set? You know what? I think that, it's a, you know, in my experience, it hasn't been. I think that a lot of people have gotten high based on what the scripts are. I do believe that there could be a little more color, so to speak, um, in some of the writing rooms. However, I think that that's not the issue today. The issue today is to support our union. What do you write for and how long have you been in the Guild? I've been in the Guild for about eight years. I've been doing some independent stuff. But I recently, the last Guild thing I wrote on was the Parkers. After that, I did some stuff for Disney. I've done some animation stuff for Disney with a couple of key players that, you know, that didn't get picked up. But that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the job. You know, there's a roller coaster. And that's the main thing that we're fighting for is, you know, affects our livelihood. And the fact that they're trying to say that new media, you know, it's really not a big deal right now. Let's negotiate another three years. You know, they're, you know, talking like all of the writers are making the same amount of money and they're not. You know, and I'm proof of that. You know, there are years where I make a lot of money. There are years that I make virtually no money. And sometimes I have to support myself by taking Tim jobs and um, independent gigs. So, are you on the picket lines every day? I'm on the. You know what? I've been here. Paramount. Yeah, yeah, Paramount. But I've been mostly at strike headquarters answering phones. There's a lot of ways you can serve. Um, I've uh, assembled some of the signs. I've done a lot of different things. I'll probably go out next week. But I was nursing a sprained ankle about up to about two weeks ago. So this is my first time out, but I'm definitely coming out again. But I've mostly been at strike headquarters answering phones where you get calls about scabs, about people want to know what gates are, are shy of people and they want to know where to go. 
Um, it's a lot of different ways you can serve the union. So. Okay. So how many hours are you putting in a day? Are you doing more than four? The four I'm doing hours? like about two days a week. Oh. I you know, see. the other other three days I'm writing so that I'll have something else to do when the strike is over. Okay, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Uh, how are you keeping your creative? Yeah. Energy you know, spread? I come out. Of, I, mean, I know everybody's story is different, but I come out two days a week. Uh, whether it's at strike headquarters or uh, I think I'll probably be here a lot more. But I, I try to do two days a week. There have been some weeks where I've only done like one day a week, but I try to do like two days a week. Any advice for up-and-coming people of color trying to break in, in the industry, especially writers? Well, you know, I wouldn't cross the picking line now because I think that it would def definitely affect your guild uh, membership in the future if you decide to cross the picket lines. I mean, we're very serious about this, and if you want to be a part of us, it just it's a good opportunity maybe even come down and network if you're a writer who hasn't broken in yet because there's a lot of EPs out here. I see Sarah Finney, I see Mara Brockakill who actually donated some pizza and cupcakes. It's a lot of, I mean, Reggie Bythewood is here. It's a lot of great people out here who, if nothing else, can give you advice and, and you know, point in the right direction. You don't get a, a lot of writers of this caliber in the same location, you know, on the same day, the same hour. You know, we pass each other all the time. It's really it feels like a family right now. Okay, let's wrap this up. Any parting shots? Just, you know, I'm hoping that the guild and that the producers get back to talking because unless they're talking, you know, there's no movement being made. So I'm just hoping that they get back talking. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. was Stacey McLean Fields at the Picket Lines on Diversity Day in front of Paramount Studios. Coming up is B. Mark Seabrooks. Now, I first met Seabrooks on the Picket Lines several weeks back, and he's been a guest on this podcast twice before. And as I continue to show up at the Lines, I am making connections with many of the people I speak to and find it worthwhile to explore and to go deeper about the issues relevant to the strike each time we meet. Here, we get Seabrooks' take on the issue of diversity in Hollywood. Okay, let's roll soon. What, start, take it from the top. My name is B. Mark Seabrooks. All right, what, do you, what were you telling me? I was telling you that, you know, we, at the here at this rally about regarding diversity and talking about diversity, that is a really serious issue. And that, um, you know, that I was talking to somebody at the Writers Guild who said that, quite frankly, those people who don't fit under the umbrella of, of diverse, you know, who don't fit under, you know, the, the status quo, that there are a lot of people in the status quo who, who just don't care. They don't, they, they don't, diversity is not their issue. They don't care. They, they have no intentions. They like things the way that they are. Yeah, go ahead. Why do we have a diversity day theme for the picket lines? Why do, you, why do we have that? Because it's glaringly obvious that, that the shows are segregated. One writer mentioned, said, it, said, it said this to me. He said, it's different in hours than it is in half hours. He said, there's much more diversity in hours than there is half hours. He said, he, he, he said it seemed like hours are sort of like the north and half hour comedies are still like the south. And then, you know, and there's, I feel like there's a lot of truth in that, and you know, and I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of writers, I mean, they would hire people of color or of different sexuality or whatever if or they knew, right? But I think there is enough of them who wouldn't, you know, and and I've and I've known of situations where people have, you know, they, it is what it is. It's obviously what it is. In your experience, does discrimination exists in Hollywood. And, you know, it, I mean, here's the deal. 
discrimination exists in Hollywood and it exists in the world. And I think that that there is a knee-jerk reaction in a society when a black person says there's discrimination or there's racism, that people say, oh no, not that old drum again, not beating that old drum again. And of course, there are a lot of people who are kind of zealots when it comes to that issue, but it's a really serious issue. You know, I mean, it, it just is. And I think that... Uh, before the right, before the strike started, I got a call from the writers' guild. They asked me how I was going to vote on the strike, and I and I said, well, you know, I'm not really sure right now, but I probably will vote, you know, for the strike. And they said, well, what about, you know, would you think about becoming a strike captain, you know, and you know, calling, talking to your fellow writers and the writers that you've worked with and the writers that you know. And I said, well, you know, since you asked, I have to be quite frank. I've worked primarily on urban shows, and all the writers that I know, we've talked about this, they, they felt like, well, this isn't their battle. They felt like since the folding of uh, UPN and the, and the WB, that a lot of them aren't working and a lot of them aren't getting shots at shows that are not urban shows. They're, they're just not up, they're just not being put up for those jobs. And the, the, the representative from the Writers Guild said to me, I know, we, we are working on that, and he said there is a real ghettoization of television. Quote, unquote. He said, there is a real ghettoization of television, and the Writer Guild is very aware of that, and we're working on that, but this isn't that fight now. The fight now is, is the internet and the DVDs. And, and so when is, the, when is the fight appropriate? You know, there is a ghettoization on the internet, and that's another discussion we'll have right. later. Well, you know, something that was really interesting, because I talked to another writer, and I, I had this conversation with him, and he said, yeah, man, you know, they came to our show, and, you know, and I said the exact same thing. And he said to me, this is not the time to have that discussion. And, you know, he says, after the strike, and he said, well, you know what's really funny? He said, in 1999, when there was a threat of a strike, I was on a stove, and somebody from the WGA came in, and I asked the exact same question, and they gave me the exact same answer in 1999. And then my writer friend said that, like, when he said that, other writers in the room, like, he said the room got noticeably hot. But the thing about it is, and we joke, it kind of feel like, it almost feels like this is the GOP. You know, like when Bush was the first time, and all of a sudden, you know, they got like the corny black rapper at the GOP with the, you know, with the American flag bandana, and then the shot goes to the audience of, you know, and it's sort of like, we kind of get that. However, and I said, talked to a lot of other writers about this as well, when things were really tough, the thing that kept all of us that weren't working afloat were residual checks. And whoever fought the fight for those residual checks, they didn't know about us. They didn't know, you know, they didn't know who was going to get the residual checks if they were black, white, straight, gay. They didn't know. They fought the good fight. They fought the necessary fight. And regardless of me personally, regardless, I can't speak for anybody else, but regardless if I never work in this town again, I have to fight this fight for I don't whoever comes after me, white, black, gay, straight, Jew, Gentile, it doesn't matter. Fair is fair and unfair is unfair and what's happening here is unfair. You know, so you know, so it is what it is. What can you say to your brothers and sisters of color on the picket lines right now? That they have to take their own um, careers into their own hand. That they have to use any means necessary to build their own careers and their own lives and their own futures. And if we get a job on a show, if we, you know, if we get staffed, you know, if we sell a movie to a major studio, that's great. However, as an artist, you have an obligation to your art. You don't have an obligation to Hollywood. You don't have an obligation to 
into the studio. You have an obligation to your voice, you have an obligation to your art, and your obligation is to get your voice and your art out there by any means necessary. Like the internet. Like the internet, absolutely. You know, I'm holding a camera in my hand that I can shoot a film with. When Spike Lee was around, it was way more, it was made more difficult for him to do that. Yeah, he could have gotten, you know, a Super 16 or something, but the technology is out there now that the vast majority of us on money that we can we spend on you know on whatever it is that we spend money on your equipment exactly you you invest in your life if you believe that you are a force a creative force to be reckoned with then put your money where your mouth is. All artists have tools. All artists have tools, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, just get your tools and, and go to work, you know? And if, you, you, the thing is, the, the Hollywood studio system makes it easier if they accept you, but if the only reason why you're successful is because somebody made it easy for you, then maybe that's a, that says a lot about, you know, your, your desire to, to be successful. Any advice for people of color trying to break in the industry bring the industry to you bring the industry to you you can be knocking on a door for 20 years you know you can create a door and then they can be knocking on your door in a year and a half or two years you got to bring the industry to you don't chase the industry thank you very much you're welcome You have been listening to the Writer's Strike Chronicles podcast. For more information, visit our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com.